Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together at the Movies Edition. (laughs) So the credits are still rolling, and we're going to give you the hottest of hot takes on the new Disney movie, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah, we just finished watching it with our girls. Yeah, Southeast Asian-inspired princess movie with swords and swords, swords, dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Fan epic fantasy world. Yeah, and she was a princess, but she was a pretty bad ass princess. Whoa. Oh my gosh, censors. <laughs> I'll have to censor that one in post production. Anyway, no so let's ha- talk about it a little bit. Talk about the we can talk about the premise a little bit. I don't want to give too much away, yeah. but you can see from the trailer that this is a Southeast Asian inspired fantasy world. There's definitely some big fantasy elements to it, fantasy yeah, creatures. I, I, I think inspired is the thing. Like they don't they don't explicitly say, "Hey, this is from the cultural lore of the, you know, Vietnamese historical thing or the Thailand's magical world type of thing." It it's none of that, but yeah, it, it doesn't have any specific specific that cul- I know of. Or yeah, at least they didn't they didn't have a specific cultural reference to that. But it was a Southeast Asian inspired. So we're talking about Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand area. Yeah, it had a lot of um some you know inspired outfits and just other pieces of the world yeah and some the definitely the design of the dragons is more of a uh, asian uh, you know styled yeah, dragons that long, long body kind of snake like with short legs y- and y- large heads right right now this isn't the european version of a dragon no so if it's you, not smog no so if you watch from the trailer you'll see that this is a about uh this girl raya the aforementioned princess who is in search of Sisu, the last played, dragon. Played by Aquafina. Right. Which we She was pretty funny, I thought. She was she was actually a good cast for it because you know, she's kind of a I don't I don't want to say like a she's just kind of a goofy character. Like I, yeah, she yeah, was in the Crazy Rich Asians. She was in um the latest uh what was it, the Jumanji movie. Yeah. Um it's kind of like mm-hmm. a, a Kind of a, just a, a comical character. Yeah, she's she's pretty funny in it. Uh, I would, this was really good. Our girls were super excited about I'm it. Very excited. Um, so we sat down to watch it uh, opening opening night. So as it were, on our couch. Yes. And a good Friday flick. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I was really pleasantly surprised with it. Um, it had some things that surprised me. That there's some Disney tropey things that they like to do. There's a couple of spots where mm-hmm. you leaned over to me and you were like, "Is this our Lion King moment? Yeah. Is this our this moment?" You know, because Disney's known for for doing some things very specifically. I I really think that they. Um, they changed it up a little bit in a couple areas, especially obviously you see from the trailer that she does end up finding the dragon. The way that she finds it and when mm-hmm. in the story was surprising. Um, this is this is in its makeup framework, a quest movie. Mm-hmm. But I thought that the quest was it was an endearing quest. Yeah. It was a good it was a good mission. Um, 
And they did some surprising things along the way that I didn't expect. You know, some of the stuff was very Disney, but other pieces I was like, oh, you you could have chosen to go here and really pull our heartstrings in, in this way, and that mm-hmm. would have been very Disney, and you decided to kind of go the other way. I appreciate when they surprise us. And, and, and she said it had the had a good ending. Had and a really good, had a super happy ending. Um, yeah, so there, there will yeah. be no child tears at the end. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. It was very playful and happy ending. And um, one thing that I really liked about it too was that this is not a movie that had any song breaks in it. So, there was literally no music in this, right? There's no, there's no like let's endless burst into song. It yeah. was mostly kind of an action adventure movie, but he- animated and heavy on the action. Um, I thought the I don't, I don't want to say like kung fu, but it was a lot of martial arts with swords. And different weaponry and whatnot. But, okay, so I don't know anything about martial arts, but this looked like something that a human being could actually do. Yes. Where this was my problem it didn't with have Mulan. The Mulan. It didn't get Mulan. Right. Yes. We watched Mulan again this last weekend with your folks. And mm-hmm. before we started, they said, oh, well, what did you guys think of it when you saw it? And we were like, well, you know, it was pretty good, but it has um, some crouching tiger hidden Mulan stuff. Yeah, right. And it has some pieces of cloth, which are... Uh, seem to have a magic cloth. A magic abilities of their own, right? So yeah. they they snap a long sleeve of cloth and it like wraps around a guy, and you know, I mean, just weird stuff. And it, it seems to have a, a life of its own. I don't know how else to, else to explain it. It's weird stuff. Yeah, it's, they it's, they it's put under cross, the guise of yeah. chi because yeah. there's so much chi. Well, it's, <laughs> they it, can do superhuman things, but yeah. this this didn't didn't have any of that. It seemed like the fight scenes and things were something a person could actually do. Well, and I, I thought the fight scenes and a lot of the action sequences uh, were wonderfully choreographed. Um, even had some, I don't know how to say, but like a, sh- a little bit of a shaky cam, almost as if it was like a real real world camera movements, as if somebody were holding the camera, even though mm. we know this was an animated. And I actually, during a slow part, I quickly looked up on my phone to see if they did any live action capture on this. So that's a technique where they'll put someone in a dot suit on a mm-hmm. sound stage and they'll have a real camera filming them and then they overlay that in the digital world. This was done a lot in um, a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff, the, the the Hobbit movies, they did a lot of this. It's a common technique now to kind of, Avatar I think did it the best. Yeah, where they really Cam- did. Where Cameron brought the sound, the people into it. Also, they're doing this technique, actually, believe it or not, on a lot of animated children's shows. There's a few children's shows that actually use the live capture to do the animation, and they can actually render in real time. So people, as you know, they're directing it, they can actually do this. I thought they did that here, and it, they did. So they actually took some real care to actually make it feel very you know, real and authentic. Very, very real. And I, I thought the action sequences were really great. Also, for me, I love the visuals. So... I don't know if I mean, most of you guys probably have seen, you know, like Endgame or like Avengers Endgame and things like that. There's a lot of like darks and lights. There's a lot of light and shadow play, especially a lot of like dark brooding shots with like really hard, you know, strobing lights coming through with like mists and dust and stuff. And those just create very beautiful visuals. And mm-hmm. I can really appreciate that. And they did that a lot through the movie. And so mm-hmm. I really, for me, I, I like that style. There's a bunch of old, realistic kind of landscape painters that did kind of like epic fantasy style paintings in the 1800s and i really like that style and you're starting to see that kind of be brought into modern animated movies you know and i think endgame did that really great at the last battle scene where it was like this heavy dark and heavy light and it's just has a lot of like visuals and symbolism in there and so i, I thought this movie really captured that really well there were a bunch of scenes in there that i really like 
it kind of catches your breath. You're like, wow, they, they did a really good job here. Yeah, there were some really great visuals in this. Um, I liked that, because you know, with it being a fantasy world and having to set up uh, these five different groups of people that were all kind of warring, mm-hmm. they did a really good job of, of explaining that in such a way that our five-year-old completely understood what was going yeah. on. Um, and, and this is one that has, this story has a lot of uh, side characters in it mm-hmm. and you don't know the names of most of them and it doesn't really matter. They did a really good job at like telling their backstory in like a few lines of dialogue. Right. A, a, couple, a couple of shots. A couple shots and you, you knew who they were and it didn't really matter that you didn't know their name because it, you know, they were side characters, but you knew kind of what about them. And she assembled her fellowship along the way. As right. She yeah. Show. As, as typical with a quest. Yeah. You know what I, I really loved too was the, the whole meaning of it. You know, if you look at like other Disney, Disney princess movies or you know, different things, I mean that there's, there's just, I don't know. It's such a good versus evil thing. Mo- this Mo- one, Moana did it the best. I think so far. Moana did. I, I, and I ending, do think Moana that was, ending still gives me shivers. It was superb. The, this they, was great. This yeah. was something our, our daughter could really get behind, right? The whole theme of this is, Forgiveness, mm-hmm. trust, love, working together. That's yeah. all those themes are wrapped up. It's something a five year old was totally like she understood, oh, everybody needs to to work yeah. together and, and be was, peaceful and all those things. It was I loved that theme that she could so easily wrap her brain around. And there was some tension in there. There were some tense moments. I know she, you know, our oldest was kind of like she gets really excited. Yeah, starts screaming at no, the no, screen. No, no, you got to go. You got to go. Run, run, run. And she yeah. gets really animated and starts yelling at the screen. And you could tell she was really getting into it, but without being too fearful. No, she wasn't and, afraid of anything. And the two-year-old was interested for the first 45 minutes until she had to go to bed. But she she was into it as well. Mm-hmm. So it kind of had great colors, a lot of action. There, weren't there a was lot of, nothing that was questionable no. or um would I mean, have made them fearful or anything there was anything. no blood there no, was no there's nothing know, like that hacking stuff there's a lot there's some sword play but that was about it and a little bit of like physical violence like there was a couple punching scenes and stuff like that but other than that very simple very and i like there was no music that was i was worried that we were going to start getting frozen all of a sudden through. it was going to they were going to break, gonna into, break song. into song i i love a good <laughs> musical but this this didn't have the right feel of that this this wasn't that playful right so this is a little bit kind of a kind of a fantasy dystopian a bit because of the state of the world and i don't think that that would lend itself very well to to musical um so i appreciated that this didn't feel that they had to go full disney and do any kind of um in any kind of music this felt to me more pixar-ish than disney-ish i mean pixar is a little bit Pixar's always a little bit more playful. This was more intense. This felt more like DreamWorks. This felt more like a... Oh, yeah. You know, you're probably right. Like, if if you enjoyed the the Dragon movies... Yeah, like How to Train How Your to Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. If you, if you liked those, and I know DreamWorks did all those, and yeah, they're highly true. reviewed. You know, those were always like in the 90% tomato mm-hmm. rating. So pretty much, you know, widely, you know, you know hailed as good movies. Mm-hmm. This felt like that, where there was like a lot of tension with some comedic effects no music really just this quest fantasy story if you yeah. like if your kid liked those stories I, they're gonna definitely like these yeah i mean i think this was great too our girls loved that it was a girl main character it was all girls yeah yeah well no there was there was there was boys in the in the, well, the ensemble sh- on the ensemble in the fellowship but was, yes. the main characters were all female in this yeah. um 
Yeah, our our girls really enjoyed it. So the so this is out right now on Disney Plus. This is part of the premiere access. So we should say if you are a Disney Plus member, then you get the privilege as a Disney Plus member to pay twenty nine ninety nine <laughs> to watch this. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see it when we clicked it. Um. Anyways, I think it's thirty bucks. Um. I think that you know Mulan to me this felt steep. Uh. I don't feel like that was a thirty dollar movie. I guess if you'd gone to see it at the theater, okay, but. That movie was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was much better just to stream it if you already had Disney Plus and well, yeah, it's and free. When, and when we rewatched it, we just streamed it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we could watch this again." Right? It was very, it was, it was very good for a streamable. I don't think it was good enough to have the Disney get the Disney Plus subscription and then pay this extra money um, for Raya. I think that um, Raya definitely, I know Mulan, you know, your interest waned on it. You were on your phone half the time. This one kept the whole family's interest. Uh, You know, if you were going to go out and and go to a movie, you'd easily spend 30 bucks on Mm -hmm. a couple of tickets. Mm So this is, in my mind, this is the perfect thing. If if they're going to charge money for it, this is the kind of movie it needs to be epic, which this was. This is like a perfect family movie night with the popcorn make a big deal out of it you know really pump it up for the kids our kids have been bouncing off the wall our daughter was asking us every day if today is the day that raya comes out <laughs> and it just just uh, landed today so oh, you also picked up a book early from the library which was one of the raya early readers yeah so, so okay. she kind of got primed a little bit so yeah. this was helpful so for anyone out there that plans to watch this um, one thing that I got from the library, if you have real young kids, is uh, they have a step into reading level one on Raya's, it's called Raya's Team. And I really appreciated getting that because every page just introduces you to a character and what their name is. And I'm going to go back and look at it now because, I, again, the characters' names were introduced very quickly in the actual movie. But this was good. My daughter has looked through it enough times that she recognized the characters. And it doesn't actually tell the story. Uh, it, every page is just like, this is Noi and she is like this. Mm-hmm. And then you turn the next page and this is so-and-so and they're like this. And at the end, it's like, this is Raya's team and they all help her to succeed kind of thing. So it doesn't it doesn't give away any spoilers of the movie at all, but it does tell you who all the characters are. And it definitely got our um, our daughters really excited about the movie. So Yeah, she got jazzed about it. I, I definitely I agree with you. I think this is worth it. I mean, if you have a fantasy-friendly family, if you mm-hmm. have young kids, this is definitely, you know, it held my interest. There was no magic in sense of people doing magic. There was no. just dragons and the dragons had magic. Dragons had magic, yeah. But, but the people didn't. There's no sorcery or any of that kind of stuff. So if, just... if you're dragon-friendly, if you're, you know, into fantasy, if you like an, a little bit of action, little mm-hmm. little martial artsy type of swordplay, you know, this is a good, this is a good thing. And so it held my interest and that, that's a yeah. tough one to do because unless it's a Pixar movie, I'm, I'm like, eh, okay. You yeah. Know. Animation, animation can sometimes get me, but this didn't really have many down scenes. I mean, there was a, there no. was ups and downs. It did a good job of balancing action with then slower scenes, uh, you know, to give you a moment to breathe kind of thing. And I think the uh, tomato rating right now is in the upper nineties. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. it was a, tr- it, this is this is like the perfect family movie Friday night movie night to get pumped up about since we can't go out to the theater. I would have, if this movie were, if this were not in the middle of a pandemic, I would have taken our daughter to see this at the theater. I think so, yeah. We probably would have taken both our kids, maybe, well, maybe not the youngest one, but we would have definitely gone and paid the money to go see this in the theater. Yeah. Um, and she, cause she was that excited about it. So I, I think it's an easy, I think it's an easy one to make a big, a big movie night out of and, 
you know, get access to it. For those of you who don't want to spend the extra, um, uh, monies for this, I think it's going to come out on Disney plus for regular Disney plus subscribers, uh, in June. True. So if you're willing to wait a few months, um, you can go ahead and pick up some of the books. Uh, there's tons of books at our library already about this. There's some novelizations of it. Mm-hmm. And th- like I said, some earlier books that are not going to tell the whole story, but are going to tell pieces that can get your kids excited. So, and then it'll be out fully in June, I believe. On the aerial fun meter, where, where does it rest? Um, I wouldn't say it was like the funnest movie I've ever seen because it wasn't, it wasn't super, there was some jokes, but, um, you know, I, I said it was like a solid eight. I thought it was really good. I, I was totally engrossed. I was excited to watch it with the girls and it was, it was fun. It didn't, it didn't make me too sad at any point, which sometimes, you know, these movies, right? Like, like when we, I mean, Up is the perfect example, right? That mm-hmm. we watched it in the theater and, oh, wrecked me. But, um. You only get it a few times to get the aerial sobbing. <gasps> oh my God. That and when we watched I Am Legend in the theater and the dog. And the dog I killed time. the dog. I couldn't listen to Bob Marley for like three years, y'all. Oh, I know. I just want to say. So, yeah. So before we watched this, oh my right. God. It was horrible no as he strangles the dog. I just can't. I can't. I was sobbing say. in the theater. So so before we watched this movie, we were waiting for you to um waiting for you to come downstairs. We watched a short that was some award winner and it was called um Wind Up, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was about a dad who had a, like a little wind up musical instrument and his daughter was in a coma and it was her oh, dreaming through the coma. And yeah, the girls wanted oh, to watch it and I was like, I don't think this is a mommy movie. I don't think this is a mommy show. It was on it was on away. YouTube and, and they were I said, I think this looks sad. And they were like, No, it's gonna be good. You know, Autumn's like, No. And they were like, no, this is going to be good. Our daughter was like, don't worry about it, mommy. It's not going to end bad, you know? I'm like, I don't know. This kid is in a bed. Her head's all wrapped up. She's it's on a breathing. Winner. It's an award winner. It's, it's an award winner. I was like, I don't know. Anyway, it was a very sweet thing. At the end of it, she did wake up. This, this little girl did not die. But I was still totally wrecked, right? And I feel like... Tiny just, Tim, who did not die. Right. But I just feel like this... <laughs> this it, I, I'm so sensitive now as a mother. I was never like this um, before having children. But now oh, yeah. I see anything where a kid is hurt or, Crush, you know... Crushes I you. mean, it crushes me. So that that was kind of one of the things with this being a dystopian that i was worried about was like okay even even if this even if this goes well in the end and they (laughs) managed to unbreak the world a lot of people had to die and i was like i don't know if i'm ready for this emotional toll but i have to say i didn't feel there was always that um they held up the the opportunity for it to be redeemed and i i it was it never took it too dark for me so i i definitely give this a good a good high fund rating because it it never took me to a place where i felt like weepy <laughs> which i really appreciate because these animated movies that we watched soul not that long ago and soul was man, good well, and, and it mean, won the golden globe for best movie yeah. right and it was great but oh you know i just i don't know I, I do want an animated movie to move me, I guess. I just don't want it to move me that much that I'm crying <laughs> an animated movie in front move of my kids. Move you to tears. Yeah, like why do they all have to get me in the feels, all right? So I appreciated this. I enjoyed it. It Sh- was should fun. I, should, should I say it? Okay, so I have a theory that most of us who are you know in our late 30s, early 40s grew up watching Pixar movies and animated movies. You know, we, we were there. Animated movies in general, not yeah. just Pixar. And so the people... Who, 
So the people who started watching these animated movies now have children who are then now watching these movies. Mm-hmm. So these parents grew up watching Toy Story and Bugs Life. And well, we were there for all the, all, the big Disney hits, right? Dis- your, your, your Sleeping Beauty, or I'm yeah. sorry, uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, we, Lion we King. We caught the tail end of that of that, of that that run, and then we caught the, the rising tide of, of the, the animated. digital movies. animation. And so I have a feeling that Pixar is making movies these days to go like a dagger to the heart. Oh, God, they so do. like Inside Out was the perfect example oh, of this. Oh, like that I, wrecked I, me. I think they designed it for a kid, uh, you know, a you know, a young kid who watched Toy Story when they were 12 so that when they were 38 years old and had kids that they would get it right in the feels. Oh, that movie was designed God. not for children, but it was designed to crush parents who oh. watched Toy Story and you know bugs uh, like when they were younger that movie because now they've the best but oh. now they've got kids and they wanted to literally grind us into into dust that, that's my theory that's my that's my oh theory my gosh i cried stuff. so hard inside out inside out is one of the greatest animated movies pixar has ever made but mm. we found out a week before we went to the theater to see it together that yeah. we were having a girl for our oldest yeah and I had been so convinced we were having a boy for some reason. I had had lots of dreams we were going to have a boy and then found out we were going to have a girl. And I, I've I've had lots of problems, as many people probably have with their moms over the years and things. And I just had a lot of emotions built up in having a daughter mm-hmm. that I kind of wasn't ready for. I'd wrapped my brain around having a boy I, for whatever reason, you know, pregnancy brain. And now all of a sudden we found out we were having a girl and I had a, kind of a lot of mixed emotions about Am I going to be a good mom to a girl? Am I going to am I going to screw this up? Am I you know all those worries that mm-hmm. you have, and have all these pregnancy hormones, and then we go see Inside Out. Oh my God, I was decimated. I remember us walking out of the movie and you saying, "Wow, boy, it's amazing what they can do with animated movies to make a, a movie that this this is complex and sophisticated." I was like, <laughs> yeah, "It was great." I mean, I just was like... The sobbing. It, oh, yes. it, it killed me. And actually, when that movie came out, it was one of the ones we didn't buy right away because mm-hmm. I just... I was yeah, like, it's too, it was too soon. It was too soon for me. It's taken years for me to watch that without crying. Yeah, it, it hits a little too... It hit, it hit close. And I, and that's my theory is that yeah. they oh, designed gosh. them because they know the people who are taking their kids to those movies grew up watching those. You know, It's like Toy Story 3, right? Well, you know With what the I, fire sequence. But you know what I think it is more than that? I think it's that they are us, right? Yeah. The animators who were animating on yeah, right. you know, Inside Out were 31 years old like we were, right? And Just crushing. They grew up in the same time period we did. And so I don't, I don't know that it's so much that we're the target audience is that it's made by people that are yeah, our right. age and went through that golden age of animation in the 90s um in early aughts so now i i don't think raya was to that level you know no no i don't think so it's almost it's almost you know it's almost a requirement for like a pixar movie now to like literally stab you in the heart right gosh they all do like (laughs) i just think that's emotional I, i think that's just like you know I think that's just them flexing sort of like Neo at the it's end like of the, Oscar. the Matrix. You know, here's our storytelling, you know, bow, you know, bend the knee to us. Well, you know, they're that type making of thing. like Oscar level, <laughs> right? I feel well, like... Well, they, they know every movie they're making ha- needs to win the Oscar as the best movie. 
Yeah. And every movie they make has to raise the bar. And I think they're trying to go for best picture, best picture, not best animated. Like they're, one they, day, yeah, they one try day, to yeah. really, they pull out the dramatic stops and they have some really inventive and different ideas, which I appreciate. But sometimes you like a movie like they, ha- they haven't put it all like toge- this. They haven't put it all together. Like I always remember something like Up, like the first, obviously the first 10 minutes are just soul crushing. I thought that where they got closest might've been Wally. But I really thought the mm, ending. Wally was so good. I really thought the ending dragged a little, and it just kind of became cliche at the end. A like Wa- Wally was so close to being the perfect movie, and it just kind of like they lost it at the end. They like they were driving, and they just they said we're gonna win the best picture, and they were like, now nah, we'll just take best animated right at the end when they made that left hand turn. I I I know they're gonna do it. They're gonna come in with the movie. It's gonna be a hundred percent tomato rating. People are just going to die for it. It's going to just be mm-hmm. crushing. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be funny. And it's just going to be the perfect movie. And I know they're going to do it one day. Um, I thought Wally, they got close to it. I thought Toy Story 3 with that ending, with the fire sequence and then the actual ending. I, oh, I honestly that got, ending. I, I don't th- think I've ever seen you like close to tears well, in movie. I was pretty darn close. I had You to, I, almost cried at the end of Toy Story 3. I've, de- I've well, because, never seen you cry at well, any kind of media and, ever. And, and it's one of those <laughs> things where, you know, it's like, you know, because you're having kids and, you know, you're thinking about toys and, uh, you know, life and death and you, you get that mortality game coming in there and it's just crushed. Like it just crushes you, especially when you're, you know. Well, you remember your own toys and the connection yeah. you had to them. And that was just a, you know, one we didn't talk about too that was more recent was Onward. That's another, that was a sleeper sob movie because I, I it th- acted like it was a quest movie. It yeah. was kind of fun. It had these like D&D elements and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, brothers going and bat. And there was lots of adventure type stuff. Yeah, but under it, was it all. Chris, it was Chris Pratt and the Spider-Man kid. Uh, right, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. Uh, and they did a great job. But underneath that at the end was a, da- it was was a, da- a total, oh, just got me in the feels, yeah, right? With the, yeah, with the dad quest. It was the dad quest. Yeah. Oh, that one totally, it, it was, it looked like it was just going to be fun. I appreciated it about Raya. It never got that deep and emotional. emotional. Yeah. And it got a little bit at the end, like, with you know, with, you know, spoiler, not, not too many spoilers, but you know her dad well well i don't think we're going to yeah. say anything about the but there's end, but a little bit uh, let's not give it away i yeah. mean no no it was it was nice but they never got so deep that i felt like i was being drugged into tear land right? <laughs> which all of the other animateds that we have seen recently onward soul um you know we've been ta- we did recently watch inside out again not that long ago and yeah. boy it really gets you so um i appreciated that this this kept it a little bit higher than that and didn't yeah. get quite so dramatic. Um, sometimes I just I just kind of want to go and have fun. Overall, this was inventive. Uh, it was fun. It. it kept our girls' attention. It had a really good message that we can use uh, and remind them of, you know, this is this yeah, was a great trust, thing. Trust people. Is trust people and work together and mm-hmm. kindness and all that kind of stuff. It was all good messaging and, and didn't, hit me quite so hard in the and they had to finish it during the pandemic they were working from home when they finished it oh, this year. they did a great I, you would have never job. known this is this is a total summer blockbuster type animated movie they would have cru- you would have seen they would have crushed it in the theaters if if they would have if that if they would have been able to release this in a normal year. oh yeah yeah absolutely this, I totally big, this would have been a big movie and it'll, it'll, it'll obviously be on the short list for best picture animated picture next year so mm-hmm. definitely get you know if you get a chance check it out we think it's worth it 30 bucks Sit down, have a good movie night. So this is the hottest of hot takes for us on a movie. So um, we'll finish it the way we always do. What are we into? 
So we're into a YouTube channel, and I will post it in the show notes. Is this the one all about dressing up? It's about getting dressed. It's about getting dressed, putting on those clothes. So our daughter, but not any clothes. Yeah, so our daughter's very into <clears throat> fashion-y type things, and we've been reading right now uh, a fabulous book. I think it's a DK called A Child in Time. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Definitely check it out. It's a fantastic. It's book. fantastic. It's part of Torchlight Level One's uh, spines, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we had gotten it from the library a while back, and we ended up buying it on one of the recent buy two get one free sales that um, we advertised about on our Facebook with Target and Amazon. Anyway, so the this. Uh, YouTube channel is all about how people got dressed at different time periods. So, oh, how a woman would get dressed in the 14th century or the 17th century, how a nobleman would dress, how a servant would dress, all these different people. And it just basically, it's a, it's a quiet, uh, it's very relaxed and calm. We watch them sometimes not too long before bed, um, showing and they're, they can last from, I don't know, maybe five to 10 minutes or maybe a couple of them will go over and it's very simple it just shows each piece of clothing so they would wear um, a linen shirt and this is the reason and then they would wear this piece and it would be because of this reason and then they would put this on and it was most usually made out of this kind of fabric and the person would be getting they would a servant usually helping them like get dressed or whatever them getting dressed and it's talking about uh, what clothes they wore why they wore that style, if it was environmental or cultural, and what materials it was made out of. And the complexity of some of these outfits yeah. is just, I mean, I, I've, I've watched shows like Outlander and different things where they had elaborate costuming, Bridgerton, right? They have elaborate costuming. And I just didn't realize how many different pieces there are to all these garments and how they all go together. Um, but our daughter has been fascinated by this mm-hmm. show, showing how you know, each piece was put together to make these historical outfits. And they show a couple of monarchs too, you know, how Queen Victoria would get dressed and all Mm. of her different uh, things. And it was just, anyway, our daughter's been fascinated by this, um, (laughs) this YouTube station all about with these period pieces. She loves play dressing. That's a big thing for her. Right. Yeah. So I think if you're doing any kind of historical study, um, I think that these start in a medieval time period, maybe a little, little after early modern, I think probably early modern and then go forward. So there wasn't too many of them, but our daughter has totally dug them. So we, we recommend you check them out. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our homeschool together podcast group on Facebook and find us at homeschool together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!